Hello, welcome to another episode of Papa Bear Hikes. Before we get started with this week's question, I just want to let everyone know our Patreon is now up and running. If you want to support what we're doing here, if you like the content we're delivering, please go to Papa Bear Hikes and click on our Patreon and sign up. We'd really appreciate the support. We're closing in our 200th episode, and we're enjoying this. We're enjoying the content we're delivering and interacting with you. So if you enjoy listening to us, help us offset some of these costs. Go to Pop Bear's Hikes and sign up and become a Patreon member and see what some of the benefits are. There's a number of tiers there and see which one suits you. And if Patreon's not for you, leave us a comment or rate us on whatever platform you're listening to, and we'd really appreciate that. Now for this week's question, Nikki from Troy, New York. My boyfriend and I started hiking in 2020. We felt it was a healthy way and a good use of our time during the pandemic. Now we have decided to give backpacking a try. We're considering doing something possibly this summer. Any advice on where, how to start? P.S. Loved your most recent episode with Grateful Trekker. Nikki, yes, that was a fun episode. What a what a fun episode and a nice guy to talk to. And I hope people are going out and checking his YouTube channel out because he does some incredible YouTubes as well. Nikki, I want to say this. First of all, you're off to a good start. If you and your boyfriend are out hiking already, you're out there gaining an understanding what to expect. It's a little bit different when you're carrying all your gear in your back for several days, but you're at least getting out there and doing some hiking. And you're listening to this podcast. And I'm not saying that as a joke. I'm saying that you are seeking out information. You're finding ways to prepare yourself. So what I'd like to do is break this down into four sections. And let's start with the information. We'll start where we just just ended with the introduction there. Seeking information. There are some great people out there that are providing good information. There are some people that have come across as used car salesmen peddling gear. But there are people out there that have been very frank, very honest. They will give you information based on their experiences. They will show you that it isn't all rainbows and unicorns while you're out there. There's days out there it's really going to suck. You're going to hear from them that as much experience as they have, they still make mistakes. Decades of experience, there's times I've made mistakes, and I will continue to. But this isn't an activity where we're expected to have perfection or that we work towards perfection. It's something that should be fun. And it's kind of an unusual type of fun. It's We're going to go out there and physically challenge ourselves, but at the end of the day, it is rewarding. Seeking out the information, that's a very good first step because a lot of people, believe it or not, are not doing that. And learn, leave no trace. Make sure you have a good understanding of that. If you haven't already, look it up and gain a really good understanding of the leave no trace principles. Fitness. Again, you and your boyfriend have already taken those steps to start making yourselves physically fit to do something like this. You can't prepare yourself for a long-distance hike by going to the gym all winter. Just not going to happen. A treadmill is not going to prepare you for 10 to 15-mile day hikes. You need to get out and hike. If you decided to get back into, let's say, playing ice hockey after being away from it for 10 years, or you never played it before, you're not going to go to the gym, make yourself physically fit, put on some ice skates, and start playing hockey. You would need to not only be physically fit, but you would need to be conditioned to play hockey. What it's like to skate around an ice skating rink with a stick and hit a puck. Backpacking similar. To prepare yourself to backpack, you don't only need to be physically fit, but you need to be fit in a way that suits backpacking. Your feet are going to be punished in a way like they never have. You're not going to prepare your feet for hiking over rocks, grass tufts, and branches, and all the other things that could end up coming across. 
stumps. Well, we've all been through this, stubbing our toes on, on rocks and roots. The gym's not going to prepare you for that. The treadmill is not going to prepare the bottom of your feet for the surfaces you'll be on. The only thing that prepares you for that is to get out and actually hike in the woods. The next thing is a health assessment. For me, something I struggle with is, first of all, hydration. I sweat a lot. Yes, and that's a mistake I've made is short being a little short-sighted on a hydration or, and when I say that, I mean in a way that I brought enough water but didn't hydrate myself ahead of time properly. And I have a potassium deficiency that I know about. So I have to make sure that I'm constantly eating enough potassium so I can, so my electrolytes with hydration. Some people make the mistake of thinking, well, if I stick to this rule of thumb or I drink a quart of water for every X number of miles, I'll be fine. That's just not true. Some of us need more water than others. Some need less than others. But more importantly, hydration starts before you even step on a trail. It starts days before you start your hike. Hydration starts, I would say, week, two weeks leading up to your trip. Start the habit of drinking enough water every day. Start now. Start that habit now, making sure your body's properly hydrated. Hey, I've gone through this where I ignored my hydration. It happened in 2020 in the Adirondacks. I was hiking. We had one peak left to do, and it felt like somebody turned off the light switch. I was fortunate. I have two great hiking partners, and they had extra water. But I had drinking. Th- I had drank three liters of water, and just felt like I still needed some. I know the mistake I made. I didn't hydrate enough leading up to that trip. Knowing that I sweat a lot, it's something I really need to pay attention to. So that's knowing your health, doing an assessment of your health. And some people may have other health issues that need even more attention. They don't need to be a barrier. You just need to understand how you're going to how you're going to address those health situations while you're hiking. Gear is another part of this. Having the right gear, that's a very subjective term because everybody has different opinions. There's for every YouTuber or podcaster, there's probably an opinion on what the right gear is. Go online, go into one of these forums, ask a question like what's the best backpack to go on a weekend trip, and you'll probably have hundreds of answers that'll all be different. Check out different gear, talk to hikers, visit some stores, try stuff on. You are the gear expert. And the reason why I say you are the gear expert, because you know what gear works best for you. The backpack that works for me might not necessarily work for you. Same thing with tents, sleeping bags. Do some research on gear. Do a lot of research on gear. And don't get caught up in ultralight. When you get to the point where you're ready to do an AT through hike or a PTC through hike, that's when you could start becoming a bit of a, a weight weenie. But early on, get gear that's going to keep you comfortable. Get what will, will make you comfortable and enhance your experience on the trail. A lot of people bring inflatable pillows. I've started bringing one. There are people out there that will say, well, a pillow, do you really need that? You can just take your puffy jacket or some clothing and make a pillow out of it. That's true. For me personally, those few extra ounces, it's worth it. Some people even bring these lightweight camp chairs with them now. If it makes them comfortable, it's worth every ounce of count of carrying it. So investigate your gear, do some research, and Try to gain an understanding of what's going to make your experience a good one. You want to come home saying, I want to do this again. When it's all over with, even the suck factors, if it rains, if something didn't work, you want to at least go home and say, you know, that was fun. You can make a, it can become a funny story, but you at least want to be able to go home saying, okay, I want to do this again. And a final note on gear, 
Get a gear checklist. I've touched on the quality of gear, the type of gear you will need, but nothing will beat a good checklist. They're all pretty much the same. You can find them online. A lot of the online outfitters even have links to get checklist. It's a good thing to have, and as you're assembling the gear you'll need, outside of the big three, your tent, your backpack, and a sleeping bag, you'll see all the other things like a map, compass, etc., etc. I personally keep three different gear checklists in my box where I store my gear. One for the summer, one for spring and fall, and one for the winter. I always look over that as I'm packing. This helps assure me that I won't forget to pack something that I need. And then I would say, start off with short trips. Overnights are great. If you live in Troy, New York, you're located in an area where there's plenty of places where you can just go do overnight trips. Hiking with a day pack for 10, 15 miles is a lot different than carrying your gear. Somebody doing it overnight, your your backpack can weigh anywhere from, I'm going to say 12 pounds to maybe 30, even heavier than that, depending on how much gear you decide to pack. If you go a little on the heavy side, sometimes purchasing new equipment or backpacks, sleeping bags, tents might be a little bit heavier than the higher end. Honestly, the biggest variant I've seen with gear weight is that people tend to overpack. We pack to our fears. And that's a whole nother episode, possibly within the next couple of weeks, how we pack and pack to our fears. Too many clothes, too much water, too much food. There's some variance there. Plan a short overnight hike and plan something that's close to home. This way, if for some reason you have to bail out and go home, things get that bad. Or maybe it's just raining so hard that you make the decision that, this just isn't fun with all this rain. Let's go home. We'll try this another day. You have that option. There's nothing wrong with that. Remember, you're out there to have fun. And if it's pouring rain and all you can do is sit in your tent hoping the rain slows down long enough for you to cook your dinner, that might not be fun for you. And if it's just an overnight and you're close to home, you don't need to do that. Just go back another day. And then lead up to longer hikes, mileage-wise, and for, for the number of days you're out there. Lead up to it. Don't put the pressure on yourself think, wow, I've got to get out there and hike 2,000 miles. Lead up to it. There's plenty of time to do this. And remember, keep in mind, first and foremost, you're out there to have fun. Make it fun, okay? On these trips that you're planning, it's not just to condition yourself physically. I also want you to keep in mind, you're out there testing your gear. Tent you set up in your backyard might have been easy peasy for you. But you get out there and you get to a campsite and it's rocky, you just can't find a good flat spot to set up your tent. You want to assess those things. Something I still do, all these years later, after every backpacking trip, I empty out my backpack, and I look at every piece of gear and analyze it. Did I need it? Did I use it? Did it work the way I expected it to? Can I do something better, lighter, more efficiently? That's a good practice, a good habit to get into. I'm assuming your goal is to lead up to longer backpacking trips, that is. But even if you're just doing overnights, there's nothing wrong with looking at things in those terms. And on that note, I just want to say, if it's an overnight, don't feel the pressure to eat crappy food. And when I say crappy food, don't feel like you need to live on ramen noodles. Save that for when you do your one, two, three, or four month trip when, when you don't have a choice. But if you're doing an overnight, especially if it's an overnight where you're not hiking a lot of miles... Don't be afraid to pack something a little different that takes a little longer to cook. And add to the experience. It could be some fun. Something I haven't done in a while. Usually I have enough dehydrated meals left over, but I'm considering, um, since I'm out of dehydrated meals at this point, my first backpacking trip of the season, doing something a little different, maybe like maybe even making a pocket stew 
and cooking it over the campfire. Something I was thinking about. I might do that. I hope that helps you, Nikki. If it doesn't, feel free to reach out to me. Go to papabearhikes.com and send me a question. And remember, the only real failure is not trying. It's failing to take those first steps out on the trail. I know that sounds like a cliche, but it's true. Everybody, go to the website. Check out our Patreon. Check out the book. To all of you who have been buying the book, thank you so much. I am overwhelmed with the support I've been getting on the book. You have all been so supportive. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you get outside, have some fun, and be safe. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. If you found it helpful or useful or just entertaining, let us know. We can be contacted at papabearhikes at gmail.com or check us out at papabearhikes01 on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Get outside and have a great day. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.